Good morning, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I'm so excited with today's podcast. It's like everything just fits where it's supposed to be. We're going to talk about sales versus management. Uh, if you want to be a team player, you know, you're going to have to work on those scales of working with people. Situational weaknesses, you know, that's another part we're going to cover today. And uh, what about hypersensitivity? When I read that one, I, I, I thought of a lot of people that sometimes when I say something, they become very emotional, not speaking about anybody in particular, just putting that out there, yes. Uh, education, 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 how important it is. Uh, weaknesses is usually an indicator, a good indicator of my strengths and my weaknesses. So anyways, I, I'm, all I want to tell you today, this is all Dr. Melanie Miller that's going to cover this. And I'm sure she's going to give a lot of great examples. <laughs> I, I was laughing as I was doing it this morning, Melanie. I said, you know, nothing happens for nothing. So good morning, my friends. Once again, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's a powerful podcast, a very simple, down-to-earth podcast. Something we all want to do is read more inspirational books, more self-development books. Oh, yes, I got to read a book. I got to read a book. But we never do. Or if we do, we never finish it. Anybody recognize themselves, right? Uh, so this is together as a community. We become accountable to one another. We take it nice and slow. Huh? Nice and slow. We go through books. It together and we put them into action. So it's a power, a powerful uh, podcast today. And I really want you to share it with those people that you think want to grow in 2024, want more in 2024. And I did something fun. I, I GPT chat. Um, I told them our podcast is going to be about this. Uh, what questions should we ask? And I love the question. So look at this question. You have it in French and in English on, uh, on the chat here on Zoom. You're going to have it on Facebook. I think we can also put it on Podbeam. So want to flip your weaknesses into winning strategies? Copy paste it. Tune in today's podcast to learn how. It's a game changer for your business and personal growth. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And something like this today, I would love to share it with my sister, Patty. I think it's a podcast that's, that's going to be empowering her. Uh, so welcome again. So while you're doing the sharing, I just want to go right away into, it is the close of chapter five in the book, The Power of Self-Confidence with Brian Tracy. My friend, Melanie, she will help us see how, what we think are our weaker points might just be our superpowers in disguise. Okay, what we think are weaker points might just be our superpower in disguise. So imagine you are in a backyard. Of course, Melanie, you know, I have to go back to my backyard, right? Especially that I'm in town, so I got all these pots all over the place. That's like all the stuff that you can personally do. There's a bunch of different plants. These are all your skills. But some plants are big and some are wild. Some plants need to be a little bit trimmed. Um, now, some plants you think is a weed. You know, in Montreal, we can no longer put pesticides to kill the, um, oh, I forgot, 
pisali to, to kill the dandelions, right? You can't. But it is so beautiful since the city put that law. Because at the moment where all the dandelions flourish, our park is like a, a golden sun, like the whole grass, like is all covered with this yellow. So you also have to be careful that the dandelions are, don't grow where you planted or you have, example, your uh, string beans. Because now if you have dandelions in that lot of land, if anybody knows a little bit about gardening, that dandelion now becomes a toxic weed. <laughs> it's gonna clean. So wh what you wanna do, and this is what we're gonna work on today, is making sure that each one of these plants is trimmed and, and, and grows together with right plants. So it really, really uh, blooms. And this is what I've been, been able to do in my business. I'm Maria Mariano, 41 years. Maria, how do you do it? Well, I surround myself with people different from me. I surround myself with people that have strengths where I have weaknesses. And I make sure we work well together. Like I would, you might be different from me. You might be a dandelion, but I would not put you to work with my string beans. Okay, because I know it's going to kill them. So it's also having the capacity as you grow in leadership, knowing which people work better together. But anyways, I know with me, you'll never be able to take down notes. I'm very much into the wall. But Melanie will teach us how to look after this garden of skills so it can look amazing, stay strong when times get tough and grow from learning and grow from learning new stuff. Okay, we are not only talking about what you can see, but remember also like the plants in your garden, sometimes the really good stuff about you is underneath, it's in the roots, it's hidden. Melanie will show us how we can take all of this and turn it around to work and help us have the best life ever. Now, for those that don't know, Melanie Miller's leaving for Australia tomorrow. She will be with our podcast tomorrow morning. Did you see? You have no choice. You'll be with our podcast tomorrow morning. And don't forget, my friends, it is her birthday today, 65 years old. And ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to give her a gift because as of today, she has 10% discount at the pharmacy. Whoa! Thank you, Mr. Trudeau. Thank you. When she said that yesterday, she had no clue how I was going to take that 10% and just go somewhere else with it. I would really love if everybody could just flood her messenger, her Facebook with full of messages, full, full, uh, full, full of messages. So thank you once again. And Marie Pial, today I'll call you our coach. You know, I, I think your exercise are deserving of the... Uh, adjective coach, you know, and she's going to help us with the exercise of today to be able to, uh, to, to work uh, and be part of the big, big league. So where I want to leave you off today, because I won't be coming back. Marie-Pierre is going to do the clothes. I want you to really gear up because it's, it's crazy what you can do if today you embrace this concept. And there's one example I want to give you that really blew my mind. And many might not know the name of Sarah Blake, Blake, Lee, does anybody know the name of Sarah Blakely? Oh, some of you do. Ah, okay. Now, who is Sarah? Sarah is a regular lady who went and put on her pantyhose, and they were uncomfortable. But, but so she didn't want the pantyhose, but she wanted the support 
that the pantyhose provided. Uh, now, young ladies in the 20s, you do not understand what I'm saying, but as we age, uh, all we want is a tuck and lift a tuck and lift, right? So great pantyhose have that tuck and lift around our butt, our waist, our stomach, etc. So what she did, she, she didn't want the pantyhose, but she wanted the tuck and lift. She cut the feet off, okay? And here, ladies and gentlemen, are born the revolutionary Spanx. So it's absolutely incredible how somebody like Sarah turned what seemed like a simple, ineffective idea and turned it into a flourishing empire. Actually, today you have the Kim Kardashians absolutely, absolutely promoting the Spanx. So Sarah was able to captivate the rest. Now, her idea was cutting off the legs. But it was the incredible team around it that made it a worldwide product. Otherwise, it would have been just another great idea that nobody would have known about it. So my friends, be ready to lean in, Monique. Lean in, okay, and be empowered and with today's podcast and become a maestro at what you do best and leave the, the, leave the rest to the other people who do it better than you. And it's okay. Don't be threatened. Be complimented and be happy that there's people around you that compliment you and make you a better person as you make them a better person. So with no further ado, over to my friend, Melanie Miller. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear Melanie. You're going to hear all this again in French. Over <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Yes, it's my birthday today, and I do turn 65. And I made the mistake of telling Maria last week that um, one of the perks of being 65 is you get 10% off at the pharmacy. <laughs> I'm hoping I get 10% off at lots of places, and then I'll be the one who's laughing. Anyway, so um, last week we talked about the three different types of people that profile that that might fit your profile, whether you're an achiever, a leader, or an affiliator. And um, understanding your profile helps you with the selection of your job or role. But imagine this, you start your life as a salesperson, and you're a great achiever, and you have aggression and directness and you don't let anything stand in your way and you become an excellent salesperson and your reward is to be promoted into management now i'm sure many of you have seen this in your own work lives that quite often people who are promoted from a particular position into management are suddenly not successful anymore the skills that they were using when they were selling or directing products on a pharmaceutical line or any of the roles where you start in life and you get skills and you become really good at them. When you go into management, often those skills are not the ones that are going to make you a good manager. Does it mean you can't learn them? Absolutely not but you have to learn them. And some of the skills that you were using, perhaps when you uh, were um, an excellent worker and you get promoted into some supervisory position, 
you know those skills are no longer the ones that define you so we we see this time and time again in industry in in everywhere and what happens in these situations is you have what's called a situational weakness so um when you um tracy makes the statement when you go into the woods you must expect mosquitoes and why does he make that mistake that statement because he acknowledges that not everyone will like the way you work. There will be criticisms about the way you work, but it's important to know whether those criticisms are identifying your weaknesses or whether it just comes with the job you're doing. And sometimes I'm going to add to that or whether it just comes with the boss you're working for because sometimes you can be feeling really weak in a position and your boss changes and suddenly you're really strong in the position. So you need to be able to identify what are your real weaknesses and what are the perceived weaknesses. And, um, you know, you need to be able to control those. Now, Maybe you're somebody who takes criticisms personally. Maybe you're somebody who is what you might call hypersensitive or sensitive at all. I know that I am one of those sensitive people, which is why Maria was laughing this morning. Um, and I, 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 at least now I'm in a position where I recognize that I am somebody that's sensitive to criticism. Does it make it easy to accept criticism? Not always. And sometimes you find yourself in a position where you're justifying why you did something in a certain way or had behavior in a certain way. But usually now, while at times I'm still hurt or reactive to criticism, now I'm able to take the words that were said and put it into a learning situation. And that is what is important about uh, developing as a leader and a person in whatever role you're in. It doesn't matter that you're not good at something. And it may be that somebody perceives that you're not good at something. What matters is what you do about it. Are you gonna stay in that job and keep justifying why you're doing something which everybody else perceives to be the wrong way or are you going to take it on and understand it and be able to move forward from it i am in a continuous process of learning and if you are open to learning your weaknesses can be improved sometimes a weakness may, may be voiced by others, which can make you feel you are deficient in some ways. You have to be careful of that because some of the things that people might make you feel deficient in are not things you want to be doing anyway. And we did have a situation where um, I was, I, I am somebody who's very, very involved in um, the meetings that we do. Like, I love presenting, I love preparing PowerPoints, I love um, 
giving giving back to the community. What I don't love is all the technical stuff that goes with it. So when I'm put in a situation where I'm trying to do the technical stuff, I'm not going to be good at it. I learned a lot of things about it, but I was not able to deliver things in the way that was expected. So at the end of a meeting, instead of feeling really good about the meeting content and about the delivery I'd done for, for uh, presentations, I felt that it was not a good meeting because I felt the criticism of not performing technically. I'm not a technical person in that respect. And now I am so grateful that Melissa joins us in our meetings and she makes this, the huge difference to me from now worrying about the meeting and how it's gonna roll out to actually being able to totally enjoy the meeting and give my best to it. So sometimes we can find ourselves in a position where we're not strong. We have to recognize that we're not strong and voice that we're not strong and make sure that we focus on what we are um, good at. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Focusing on the areas where we are strong is where we will find extraordinary performance. When you can learn more in your weak areas to enhance your strengths, that is good. If you feel you are stuck in a job where you are, are constantly not performing, it is more likely that you're doing a job which is focusing on your weaknesses. Like Maria said, that is almost a superpower because now you know what you shouldn't do. And what you need to do is find something where you can use your strengths. Focus on building them. As you accept your strengths and, we, and, and become more and more knowledgeable about them, so your self-acceptance increases and your level of self-esteem and self-confidence will increase. Peak performance comes from identifying and maximizing your strengths and downplaying or minimizing your weaknesses. And now Marie-Pierre is gonna give us some good advice on how we can sort those things out. So over to you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. So yes, we are closing the chapter five today. So it's an exercise that you will have to do to make sure that you understand all this chapter. It's, uh, it's kind of a summary at the same time uh, to make sure that we don't forget a step uh, in the chapter five that we just covered. So it's an exercise that is uh, that will help you discover and enhance your professional excellence. So it, whether you are just starting in your MLM, in a new job, or maybe you are a seasoned professional, it's an exercise that is uh, designed to help you reflect and identify and plan for your success. So step number one is that commitment to excellence. So that's the first thing that we cover in this chapter that we want to commit to excellence. So why do you want to excel in your field? And what drives your ambition? So yes, that's why. 
Maybe it's to say, okay, I want to have a promotion. But maybe it's going to be bigger than that. <laughs> so yes, we are in, uh, uh, at the start of the year. So we are working on having our why for our life. So for me, it's to live eternally through everything that I do. So the recipe that I do, the um, the podcast with all the tips and tricks that we give you and with that financial, strong financial contribution. So why do you want to excel in your field? That can be that big why. But what will drive your ambition? It's usually something smaller that you can do today. So for example, for me, um, I know that this year, it's the year of optimization. That's my word for this year. So yes, that's something that I always look for, uh, something that will help me do the same thing, but in the tenth of the amount of time that I will need usually. So I'm always looking for a new program and to learn something new to make sure that it's going to be optimized in the best way. So if you have an idea of what is your why and what drives your ambition and what is that plan of action to be excellent in your field, go and write it in the comment in the chat. I always love to read your comments. And then we go to step number two that we cover. That is the skill assessment. So what are the three most critical skills that you need in your profession? And how do you rate yourself in those skills? So again, if you are in an MLM, the skills that you want to have, of course, is about selling, recruiting, promoting. So what are your, uh, how do you rate yourself in those skills? So that is the second step, the skills assessment. And you can do the same thing in your life. So if you are a stay at, and stay at home mom again what are the three most critical skills in that field you can do this same exercise whether you are working or you are at home so number three it's now the analysis of your strength and your enjoyment so what task do you find that is easy and enjoyable in your job and how do these align with your natural talent so it comes back to that triangle, your talent, your strength, and your gift. So what task do you find that is easy that goes into that triangle that you have that natural talent, you find it fun to do, and it goes with your strength. So again, if you look for an example, you can say, if you are a graphic designer, you can say, I love doing logos. Okay, perfect. So if it's that is what the people will say that you are good and you will often uh, receive praises for that creativity that you have in that area, you know that it's something that you have to do most of your time with that task. So number three is that analysis to make sure that your task that you um, have most of the time goes into that triangle of your natural talent your gift and your strength. Number four is defining that competitive advantage. So what makes you unique in your field? And what can you offer that most others can't? 
So if you have a big company <laughs> that, with a specific product, of course, your product will be unique. You can uh, offer something else. But we know in the <laughs> life that we have now with all those social media, we are all influencers. Whether you like it or not, you are an influencer on social media. So what is unique about you is that the competitive advantage that you have. So just your story, your DNA is your <laughs> branding. So use that DNA, your story, to make sure that you use it as an advantage when you talk on social media. Number five is about motivation and satisfaction um, so you want to identify the sources of your motivation and satisfaction so when do you feel most fulfilled at work and what kind of project or task gives you a sense of achievement so when do you feel most fulfilled so for example if i take maria for example <laughs> I know that when she talks about her work, when do you feel the most fulfilled? She will probably answer when I develop people, when I see that they are becoming a millionaire. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so that kind of project that you have a sense of achievement is when you talk with the, your people, when you develop someone, when you work on a new project that you know that will empower someone new. So when do you feel most fulfilled? And what kind of project or task gives you a sense of achievement? And then we go to step number six, energy return analysis. Ooh, that was my favorite part of the chapter. <laughs> That's where comes my word for 2024, optimization. Because when you look at uh, the energy return on your uh, all your task and activity you know that exactly what you want and you have to do this year so in which activity do you feel that your time and effort are best invested and where do you see the most tangible result so again for example if you are a self person now you can say that when you are uh, networking when you talk with people you have that highest return on your investment Oh, when you develop yourself, when you learn from the best of the best in your field, now it's a, uh, something that you will have a be the best return on your energy. So again, you can go right in the chat, in the comment, if you exactly know in which activity that you know that you invest and you will have the best return. And the last one, number seven, it's now to develop your action plan. So for all this question that you ask for this uh, six first part, uh, now you have all those answers. So what are those three goals that you can set for yourself to enhance your professional journey? So of course you want to uh, set your specific goal with that smart in mind. So specific, measurable, achievable, uh, realistic and time-bound goals. So again, it can be, okay, one of my goals is to complete uh, this uh, course or this training in that field by the end of 
January or by the end of February. So something that is actionable today. So all of this, it's a summary of this chapter that we just finished. So I know there's a lot of stuff. Maybe you have a lot of stuff in your head that you are uh, reflecting now, and it's okay. You will find all those questions on the group Inspirational Limiana DDMA, so you can reflect on that. And if you need more reflection tomorrow, oh, you can go ahead on the group and find another test, another uh, quiz that will help you have that self-awareness that will help you go for that success that you want to go. So I hope that we, uh, we gave you valuable insight to your uh, excellence journey that we know now that yes, we have weaknesses, we have strength, but when you know what is it, now you can go uh, forward in your uh, field. So I wish you a beautiful day and we will see you tomorrow morning. Bye everyone.